Hey. So I'm really glad I finally got some intro music thanks to my dad. Um, check him out on SoundCloud at Craig Dermer. Um, I actually got surgery on my ankle yesterday. Um, I had fractured it about a month ago. And they like removed a little bone fragment and fixed up the ligaments. Um, so I'm really happy about that. But I wasn't able to make a podcast the past couple of days. Um, but I'm back. And today I'm going to talk about Hannibal Barca from Carthage. So some of you may know Hannibal as the guy who crossed the Alps on elephants. And um, that was pretty incredible. But he actually did a lot of other um, pretty amazing things. He battled the Romans for a long time. Um, and actually, his dad battled them too. So Hannibal's from Carthage, which is modern day Tunisia. And um, he was like a general for the Carthaginian army. And his dad, um, shoot, what's his dad's name? His dad, Hamilcar, was also a general. And um, Hannibal's name, his technically, he doesn't have a last name, Barca. Um, I think Carthaginians didn't usually have last names. But his dad was given the last name Barca, which means lightning or thunderbolt because of the swiftness and ferocity of his attacks. And I just think that's a super sick last name. And then Hannibal had two brothers, Hasdrubal and Mago. And since those were such common names, they went by Barca. But Hannibal is by far the most famous person named Hannibal from Carthage. And so he doesn't really have a last name. But anyways, so his dad was a general for the Carthaginian army. And, um... He helped take over the Iberian Peninsula, like from the Romans, um, and he had like this super deep hatred for the Romans, um, and he just wanted to fight them. And there's a story that when Hannibal was nine, Hamilcar made him like swear over a sacrificial pit that he would always hate the Romans. It's pretty hardcore, and Hamilton did a pretty good job of keeping up with that. When he was 18, his dad was, I think, killed in battle, and his older brother, Hasdrubal, became like the the leader of the army in the Iberian Peninsula, and um, Hannibal was like an officer underneath him. <coughs> and then eventually Hannibal was like promoted to general. And um, that's when they kind of decided that they were going to attack Rome. So... Hannibal took over for his older brother Hastrigol when Hastrigol was assassinated, actually. And Carthage appointed him as kind of like the commander of all the forces in the Iberian Peninsula. And as part of the part of the first Punic Wars, which um, Hamilcar had fought in, there was like a treaty between Rome and Carthage that said um, Carthage wouldn't go north of the Ebro River, which is kind of like at the edge of the Iberian Peninsula, and Rome wouldn't conquer any territories south of it. And so Hannibal kind of expanded Carthage's sphere of influence all the way up to the Ebro. But then there were some cities south of the Ebro that kind of had unofficial alliances with Rome. And one of these cities was the city of Saguntum. And Hannibal actually laid siege to it, um, despite the fact that it was connected to Rome. And Saguntum like, asked Rome for help, but Rome didn't give them any, and so the Carthaginian army just kind of attacked them for eight months until Saguntum um, surrendered, 
And that was like a big turning point that made Rome super mad. And it actually made them mad enough to declare war on Carthage. So when Rome declared war on Carthage, there were two armies. One was led by a Roman general named Scipio, and one was led by one named Longus. And Longus's army went down to Sicily, which was close, close to Carthage. And then Scipio's um, was going to enter the Iberian Peninsula and attack um, Hannibal's army. But what Hannibal thought was he didn't he wanted to keep the Roman armies away from Carthage, so he decided just to go straight to Rome. Um, but Carthage didn't have enough money for a navy, and so that's why he decided he was going to have to cross the Alps. And so they were like going up through the peninsula and they had to like bribe a bunch of tribes along their way along the way and then they ended up leaving a bunch of troops to garrison the area and also troops that just didn't want to leave um but then when they got to gaul there was this this army that didn't want them to cross the rhone river and so what hannibal did was he sent this he sent the cavalry like all the way around to the tributary where they could cross the river and like the rest of the army stayed and like prepared to cross it i guess they like made bridges or something and then when the cavalry got to across the river in like three days, they sent up a smoke signal and then Hannibal's army charged across and the cavalry like came around from behind and they just like destroyed the Gaulish army in like a few minutes. And so they kept trekking through Gaul and then actually their scouts like ran into some of Scipio's scouts. And so Scipio decided to go back to Rome rather than like go into, go into Iberia. And that's when Hannibal started to cross the Alps. And he had to hurry because um, I think it took them all the way from like June to October. And they couldn't have waited any longer because they would have lost more elephants in the snow. Um, which It's pretty, cr- pretty crazy to think about. They got these ele- elephants all the way over the mountains. When Hannibal was crossing the Alps, basically the whole time they were be- being attacked by the small tribes. And at one point, they even had to clear a landslide. But then when they finally got to Italy, there was like a, they had like a really brief battle with Scipio's army. And Scipio was actually wounded in the army. And this convinced a lot of the Gaulish tribes in North, of it, North Italy to side with Hannibal, which was super, super big in his favor. So the first real battle between Hannibal and the Roman consuls was called the Battle of Trebia. And what happened was Scipio had his army camp set up um, on one side of the Trebia River, and then Hannibal's army came to the other side. And then the Romans called back Longus from Sicily, and he brought his army on the same side as Scipio. And um, Hannibal had two really important pieces of his army, which were the Numidian cavalry and the Libyan spearmen. And Hannibal would send the Numidian cavalry across the frozen river and they like harassed the Romans. And then eventually one morning Longus Longus's consulship was almost up and so he was really eager to like win a battle so he could get elected again. And so Longus just decided to have his army attack Hannibal. And this was like a really poor decision because he didn't coordinate with Scipio. And what he did was he just kind of charged across the river in like a huge line um but Hannibal had his like cavalry go out to the side and he had his weakest troops in the middle and so Scipio's troops kind of crashed in um Hannibal's like really impressive Numidian cavalry 
beat Longus's cavalry. Sorry, I think I said Scipio's troops. I meant Longus. They beat Longus's cavalry. The cavalry ran away, and then Hannibal's cavalry was able to come in from the back. And they like flanked Longus's troops, and then Longus's troops eventually like broke through Hannibal's weaker army, uh, weaker infantry. But then Mago, Hannibal's brother, brought in even more cavalry from behind. And the longest, longest troops in the middle just, just like ran through, and then they just kept going with longest. Um, and then the rest of the troops were just kind of crushed because they were trapped in between all of Hannibal's men. And so all of Longus's wounded men went back to Scipio's camp, and then they just left. They like went back to Rome, and everybody in Rome started to panic because Hannibal had like just defeated their consul. So the next battle was at Lake Trasimene, and what Hannibal did was he marched his camps um, around the side of the lake, and he set up camps with two infantries, and they like kind of lit fires far away to make it look like they were further than they were. And then Hannibal had a bunch of cavalry and infantry go hide in the woods. And um, on the morning of June 21st, which is actually my birthday, this uh, new Roman consul, Flaminius, came in with, like, I think 30,000 troops, and they, they went up to Hannibal's um, first line of infantry, and Hannibal had the infantry kind of push them back, and then all of his cavalry, cavalry like, ran out of the woods. And so they cut off the Roman troops because there was a lake on one side and then the Hannibal's army on the other side, and they just kind of surrounded them. And after three hours, they had like killed 15,000 Romans and captured another 15,000. And so once again, Rome kind of went into a panic because another, another one of their consuls had been defeated in battle by Hannibal. The next big battle came after the Romans appointed Fabius as their dictator. Fabius wanted to just not engage Hannibal in any battles at all. But that made a lot of the nobles um, mad at him because, you know, he wasn't like upholding their honor as Romans. And so Rome gathered this huge army with like 80,000 infantry and 7,000 cavalry. And they had two consuls leading it. And they just flat out attacked uh, Hannibal in open ground. And what Hannibal did was he shaped his army into a crescent. And then he sent his cavalry out. And his Numidian cavalry, like quickly destroyed the Roman cavalry and he had his um, Libyan spearmen like behind his patchwork infantry and so the Romans just crashed into his front lines and then when his front lines stopped giving ground and the spearmen came in he was able to bring his cavalry which had already won their battle into the back of the Romans and they killed one of the consuls and then one of them escaped and so they kind of just crushed this massive army with Hannibal's strategy. So after this battle, once again, Fabius um, started using this strategy of just don't attack Hannibal because you'll die. And this gave Hannibal a chance to capture the Roman city of Capua. He didn't have enough forces to capture Rome, but he was able to hold Capua for a long time despite Roman attacks. Um, and he actually asked Carthage for like some reinforcements but Carthage was an oligarchy, and the ruling families actually weren't even happy when he had attacked Saguntum, and so he didn't really have their support um, morally or monetarily, and so they didn't send him any help. 
And so he asked his brother Hasdrubal, who is still in Hispania, to um, help him out. And had uh, Hasdrubal actually successfully crossed the Alps, but then the Romans captured his army and they sent his head in a sack to Hannibal. And um, so he wasn't able to help Hannibal take Rome. Um, and that was really the one downside was that Hannibal never really had the the s- military size to be able to successfully attack Rome. And then the consul who had escaped from the Battle of Cannae, um, Scipio, went and he attacked Carthage. And so Carthage asked Hannibal to come back and help them fight him, and he did. So when Hannibal came back to Carthage, um, Rome had actually recruited the Numidian cavalry to their side. So that was a huge loss for the Carthaginian army. But they did have elephants again. And so it was basically the Roman legions and the Numidian cavalry versus Hannibal's inexperienced recruits from Carthage, um, some mercenaries, and also his veterans from his Italian campaign. And so what happened was he first lined up the inexperienced recruits, then the mercenaries, and then his veterans. And he had the cavalrys on the side. And when the war started, um, or the battle, the Numidian cavalries and Roman cavalries cavalries quickly overtook um, Hannibal's cavalry. But um, the infantrys kind of crashed together, and the inexperienced recruits were were taken out pretty quickly. But the mercenaries and the veterans were actually holding up pretty well against the Roman legions. And it looked like Hannibal was going to be able to win if they could make the final push. But then the Numidian cavalries came in from behind, and Hannibal barely escaped, and the and Carthage lost the battle. And so what happened was they had to sign a super strict peace treaty with the Romans, which said they weren't allowed to enter any wars without Roman approval, and also they had to pay some pretty heavy reparations. Um, but what happened was Hannibal kind of got into politics in Carthage, and he found that a lot of these families had been embezzling money from taxes. And so they were able to use that to pay off the debts really quickly, but Carthage was never able to like regain its military strength again. So Hannibal kind of overhauled the Carthaginian politics. He introduced like elections, and obviously this made all of the oligarchs really mad. And then when Rome realized that Hannibal was kind of bringing a new uprising in Carthage, they came and they, they like started inquiring about him and Hannibal just kind of dipped. And um, first he, he went to Antioch. He was looking for King Antiochus, who was another enemy of the Romans. And I think he, he didn't find him there, but he ended up finding him in Ephesus. And King Antioch had um, Hannibal lead like a naval attack on the Romans, which um, it failed pretty spectacularly because... Um, Hannibal wasn't really used to that kind of combat, and Antiochus's um, land attack didn't work either. And so Hannibal f- left from there, and he went to Bithynia. And in Bithynia, he had a more successful attack against the Romans. Again, he was in charge of a navy. I don't know why people kept putting him in charge of navies, but he um, he put snakes in pots, and they like actually launched them onto the Roman ships. And apparently that worked pretty well. Then he was involved in a few more military battles, and I think eventually the Romans caught him just because they had so many more people. You know, you can't win all the battles. 
and he ended up drinking poison. And he said, let us relieve the Romans from the anxiety they have so long experienced, since they think it tries their patience too much to wait for an old man's death. And so that's kind of how Hannibal went out. He had a pretty spectacular military of military career. Um, he won some super outnumbered battles. And I think he was just a really interesting person. And I hope you enjoyed my podcast about him. Thanks for listening. Bye.